Would you like a real interaction, a real memorable interaction that you can feel with God? Many desire such an experience, but this holy communion is reserved for the born again, whose hands are clean and hearts are pure, who are pressing into God's presence. There is a secret key that opens such a door, and the key is praise. With this secret key, one can enter at will. Psalms 22, verse 3, But thou art holy, O thou that, that inhabitest the praises of Israel. God literally inhabits the praise of his people. Noah Webster's 1828 dictionary defines inhabit to live or dwell in, to occupy as a place of settled residence. When a child of God praises him with his might, it can be loud and joyous or even in mighty quietness. God inhabits that praise. In the presence of the Lord, there is victory, peace, deliverance of all sorts, and a radiant light from which all darkness must flee. 1 Samuel 16.23 speaks of King Saul being delivered of an evil spirit when young David, who would become king, would play for him upon his harp. Evil spirits can no more dwell in praise than darkness can dwell in light. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 And everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Praising God in everything is the will of God for you and I, and that means everything. I recall many years ago my father and I being called to the emergency room of the local hospital. A young saint from our church had been taken to the emergency room as a result of a terrible accident. My father and I pastored together. The young saint's mother, Mary, was not permitted to go into the operating room where her husband and son were with the doctor. My father and I were permitted into the operating room and entered to a dreadful scene. The doctor had just pronounced the young man dead. When the news was relayed to Mary, she simply lifted her hands and began to praise God. Her actions were so unbelievable to those who witnessed it. Mary knew, absolutely and most certainly knew, that her beloved son was in the presence of the Lord, and because of that glorious hope, she praised. In her praise was the habitation of God, and he carried her in this time of such great grief. And everything praised God, whether in the good or in what may first appear to be bad. The power of God will convert the circumstances because he lives inside our praise. Praise is the key to our true interaction with God, and this is a very real and glorious place. Have you been born again? Do you desire a true communion with God? Born again is a place where you are literally born a second time, this time of the Spirit of God. At this place, all your sin and shame are erased, and all of Satan's bondages are broken, and I don't care how deep that bondage goes. Do you desire to be free and clean and to start a brand new and eternal life in Christ Jesus? This opportunity stands before you now. Turn to Christ Jesus today, and everything will change for you. Follow me in this simple prompt. Ready? Here we go. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. 
God said, Genesis 1-1, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. God said, Exodus 20, verse 11, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. God said, Genesis 6, 7, and 8, And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping thing, and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Man said, My professor told me there is no God. Evolution made us. All the textbooks and wise academics say so. Get with it. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature article 962, that will for the 962nd time certify that God is and that He is a rewarder of all who diligently seek Him, Hebrews 11.6. All of these faith-building features are archived here in text and streaming audio for the edification of the saints and as bait for the fishers of men. Every Thursday eve, God willing, they grow by one. Take advantage of four highly beneficial God Said, Man Said features. Number one, you have questions? God has answers. Whatever your question, type a keyword into the search bar top right and watch the screen populate with related information from Adam and Eve to quantum physics. Number two, use the tell a friend feature above to send a message to someone you love. It's so quick and it's easy. Number three, imagine. You can download nearly 354 hours of God Said, Man Said features to your electronic device. Listen to one every day. And lastly, number four, sign up for the God Said, Man Said weekly broadcast, and fresh bread will be delivered to you, God willing, every Thursday eve. Thank you for coming. May God's face shine upon you with light and truth. Psalms chapter 2, verse 1, Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The unredeemed mock, malign, and rage against the God of the Bible, and they imagine vain, empty, and foolish things. Romans 1, verse 28, And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. A reprobate mind is a worthless mind. As a result of this condition, carnal man will pursue and act upon worthless and degrading things. Last week, God Said, Man Said completed the latest 100 God Proofs in the Jot and Tittle series. In this series, we offer one God Proof after another in rapid fashion. Presently, the proof counter in this series is at 300. All reasonable and even unreasonable doubt is erased. Why do the unwashed continue to resist and to resist so vociferously? There can be no doubt that Jesus is thoroughly accurate when he declares in John three nineteen through 21, and this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. And everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest that they are wrought in God. This is the gist of it. 
God Said, Man Said has published around 200 features that address a 6,000-plus-year-old earth and universe that was created in six literal 24-hour days, the same earth that was destroyed by a catastrophic global flood in the days of Noah and his ark. The discoveries supporting these truths are constantly pouring in, no pun intended, yet fallen man must resist because his deeds are evil. The headline in the August 2019 issue of Acts and Facts reads, Deep Sea Dinosaur Fossil Buries Evolution. Excerpts from the feature written by Drs. Clary and Johnson follow. Oil and gas explorations have found sedimentary deposits so massive and so far offshore that secular science has no satisfactory explanation for their occurrence. Marine rock exposures have also revealed numerous land fossils washed great distances out to sea. Drilling off the coast of Norway has even pulled up a core containing dinosaur bone. Although these discoveries baffle uniformitarian scientists, they are not an issue for flood geologists. Offshore drilling in the North Sea near Norway has resulted in cores containing bone fragments from marine reptiles, such as plesiosaurs and ichthyosaurs, marine monsters that one would expect to find in the muddy depths of oceanic waters. But would you expect any recognizable bone fragments from a dinosaur, a land dweller by definition, about one and a half miles deep and over 70 miles away from shore? What scenario could explain that occurrence? The bone slice of what appears to be a platyosaurus was discovered during the description of a core retrieved in February 1997 from well 34-4-9S in the northwestern part of the Snorefield. The presence of root traces suggests that the floodplain was covered with small trees and bushes, vegetarian suitable for herbivores, uh, animals living on the alluvial plain. Based upon comparative studies of fibrolamellar long bone tissue, especially the radiofibrolamellar tissue, which appears to be from the metaphyseal narrow portion region of the bone rather than the middle of the bone shaft, birds and mammals were eliminated as providers of the bone found in the offshore core. Comparative histology analysis indicates this find as being from a platosaurus a terrestrial dinosaur that resembled a quadruped seropod, but with hind legs much larger than the forelimbs, so that bipedal locomotion was likely. Analysis of Platosaurus footprints elsewhere show that it sometimes walked on all fours and at other times on its much larger hind feet. This find indicates that Platosaurus was washed away out into the ocean waters and quickly buried in sediment slurry and what became offshore mudstone more than a mile and a half deep. The article continues concerning the mystery of sand deposits. So in 2011, geologists were shocked to find the Whopper Sand, an enormous petroleum-bearing formation in the Gulf of Mexico's deep-sea sediments. Powerful water motion was needed to deposit this sand about 200 miles offshore, a situation that baffles uniformitarian thinkers but doesn't mystify creationists. No one should be surprised when geological data match the biblical record of the Genesis flood because true science corroborates Scripture. In one case, 
i.e. the Whopper Sand, creationist geology not only supports the facts reported in Genesis, it also explains why petroleum companies delayed finding billions of barrels of oil because they erringly assume uniformitarian ideas about where to look for the deep-sea treasure. Before day 150 of the flood year, tsunami-like waves moved inland across the continents, covering them with repeated layers of sedimentary sheet washings. From the end of day 150, the flood's midpoint, a remarkable reversal occurred, followed by continual widespread and powerful drainage dynamics. That pivotal reversal left its mark all over the world's stratigraphic rock layers. One example is a large, unusually thick, and extensive sand body in the deep water of the Gulf of Mexico, 7,600 to 10,000 feet deep, so large and completely unexpected that the oil industry dubbed it the Whopper Sand. The Whopper Sand surprised secular geologists because their uniformitarianism assumptions would never have led them to look for it so deep in the Gulf of Mexico. If this is a post-flood deposit, what local catastrophe can explain this massive sand unit? The size and scale of the Whopper Sand is beyond any deposit like it in the world. The erosive power to produce this much sand and to transport it so far would have likely affected most of the continuous lower 48 USA, making it nearly impossible for animal and human survival. As described above, the best explanation for the Whopper Sand is at the onset of the receding water phase of the flood. Only a massive, high-energy flow of water could move sand over 1,000 feet thick, more than 200 miles offshore, or transport a dinosaur over 70 miles out from the nearest coast, and only repeated tsunami-like flows could bury it about one and a half miles deep. And similar tsunami-like flows would be necessary to transport land-dwelling ophidiosaurs tens of, mile, tens of miles offshore. We're talking about unimaginable amounts of energy, greater than any tsunami witnessed in modern times. These features are difficult to comprehend without recognizing a catastrophe as big as the great global flood described in Genesis. There is no other conceivable explanation that fits the observable facts. It was a terrible day at the beach when the doomed Plateosaurus was washed out to sea and buried in sediments far off the coast of modern Norway. And it was a terrible thing for the earth's people who did not heed Noah's warnings that God was going to send a flood to judge them for their wickedness. We can thank God that Noah and his family believed, obeyed, and were saved. End of quotes. Land-dwelling dinosaurs buried in ocean sediment, sea-dwelling fish fossils on every mountain peak, droves of marine fossils discovered in the Hell Creek Formation in central USA, whales buried in the desert, the list goes on and on, yet the wisest among us choose to bury their heads in the sand, whopper sand. God's word is true and righteous altogether, a place to build a life that will last forever. Hallelujah. God said, Genesis 1-1, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. God said, Exodus 20, verse 11, for in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, 
the sea and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. God said, Genesis 6, 7 and 8, And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Man said, My professor told me there is no God. Evolution made us. All the textbooks and wise academics say so. Get with it. Now you have the record.